Yeah, your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters, yo. Your mental matters ain't a simple pattern. We need to have a central chatter. Food for thought, grab a platter. My mental ain't for rental. I'm a central man, it's simple. I'm a ripple in the rip though. I don't wanna sick my ship, so gotta know your mental. Black life is hard, I don't resent though. Feelings really real, we should present those. Talk about it, you should know your mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters, yeah. where we created for black men like yourself no matter where you're from what you do and um, what you about that you get to speak whatever is on your mind um with that being said and no um far as us two far as this group here like how can people participating in this space support you um and chris we'll, we'll start with i know you said it chris earlier about like if it's anything that we need, you know, you got it, you know what I'm saying, you'll, you'll reach out, whatever, but, like, what about for you, though, that's one thing you didn't touch on, it's like, you know, what, what do you need from, from this community? Man, that, <laughs> that, that's a tough one, um, me personally, um, I don't need much, um, I'm not, I don't see myself as needy, maybe I am, um, I have to check back in my, with my wife to, to, to double check. Like, am I a needy person? But I don't. I, th- I think we need to um, add more understanding uh, to each other. Um, one thing for sure, like I'm, I'm, I'm never above like when it comes to like seeing you guys. I'm never above embracing you guys with a hug and letting you guys know I love you. So I, I think for sure within this time, like let's not try to be so tough. Uh, men have to be men for sure and we understand that um where we stand within that but at the same time don't be so you know i don't think we 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 should be so rigid within that uh within that masculinity to say oh i can't feel this way or or i have to be angry or or that i can't take a break or that you know um or even to or i can't be emotional I, the only emotion I, I can show is anger uh, sorrow sadness um crying or anything of, of that nature is, is, is that less of a man um, so I think it's just more so like what I what I want from this community, or you know, it's just to to be more open to be emotional, um, to embrace those emotions and know that's healthy, um, and that it doesn't make you less of a man just because you you know what I'm saying, just or it doesn't make you a weak a weak person period whether man or female. You know, and one of the things that. I don't know if I even came out and told y'all this recently, but um, there was a couple of days ago where I legit needed, like, you know, and I, I kind of wait for sometimes to even record or whatever it may be to get whatever it is off my chest. But this lovely thing on my hand that I obtained almost four years ago, um, I actually lost my wedding ring. Um, that was probably one of the most vulnerable moments for me because skip the dollar value. I mean, yes, the ring costs some change, but Chris, when you talked about like the moment you like, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel, you know, actually have different emotions versus anger and things of that nature. I got that moment. I was just like, maybe I need to go dumpster diving. I need to find this ring. Like, this junk is crazy, but you know, my my significant other, she allowed me to have my space to go through that, and now I'm like, I need to figure out how Chris got his uh his silicone ring because I need to get one of those in my life. Uh, so you know, at first I was like, no, nah, I'll, I'll never lose my ring. This thing costs too much, but in that moment I was like, bruh. That thing costs a good whatever. Plus, it's the one ring that I thought I'll never get. That means the most to me. Like that sucks. So, Jax, if you are listening, brother, I recommend you get the wedding band and go get you some silicone rings. <laughs> so you do not like if you lose like the one you have to work and take one off. You don't have to because it's made out of silicone. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, Jerron, I know you, um, you know, again, you already know what it is. Pick up a phone, it doesn't matter. But as um, far as this space here, as far as these people here, like, how can we support you during this time? Like, COVID or not, like, even with everything about, like, Black Lives Matter and Black men going through what we're going through right now, like, how can we support you right now? Uh, just shoot me a text, man. Just, uh, that's cool with me. Mm. I'm gonna get on your damn nerves, though. You already know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna irritate you the same way you used to irritate me, but you got the graduation photos to show it out. I'm gonna share that more later. But, um, it's legit, like, again, me and this dude is so close. He literally, like, always tries to, like, I think of it as public embarrassment, but I think it's legit just the way we have a bromance. Like, I literally have graduation photos now with this man trying to kiss my face. And I'm like, bro, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? You can try to play this mood all you want, but literally. It wouldn't be that bad if you just let me kiss you then. <laughs> Get over yourself. That's real love. <laughs> that is legit real love. I'm saying, you know, if we walking down the street, I put my arm on your shoulder, I say, this is my boo. Don't be walking away from me, acting like you don't know me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I had macaroni and cheese at your crib. That's that's personal. <laughs> that is personal. It's, there was a legit moment in this story time where we've legit been in like a grocery store or something. I think it was Walmart or whatever it was. And this mug tried to get into like a legit argument at like the cash register. He's like, nah, boo, don't be like that. And I was just like, like, for real, we about to do this right now. Like, I mean, it could be all, it could be all quick and simple, but you, you want to drag it out? Just accept it, and then we, we move on. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> With that being said, um, but you already know this community got your back, so you ain't got to worry about that, man. Um, Ryan, you are, you are a giver. You know what I'm saying? I, I know you like when it comes to like. First off, probably the best banana pudding made in, like, all the world. Um, but at the same time, like, you're always looking at ways. If somebody's like, I need help, I need help, can I depend on you? Like, okay, what are we doing? Is there going to be there gonna be drinks after? You know what I'm saying? But, like, to reciprocate that, like, how can, this, how can a community of black men, especially this group, support you? I don't really have an answer for that. Yeah, I don't like and I, I don't have an answer for that because I feel like I feel like that is 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 easy it's easy for me to be that way because I've always been that way. So I don't I don't necessarily like I don't I don't do the things that I do because like I'm looking to like get like something in return or or like whatever like so like even like like even a part of Nesby when I was like doing seek or like even at Wayne State and at Michigan State when I was like doing work and like both those um foster care initiative groups or whatever like I wasn't doing that work because I was just like oh yeah like I just want something in return I do it because like I I enjoy helping and so that's maybe that's something that I need to work on, which I know that I need to work on, is being able to, like, ask, ask for help, even though, like, I just, I don't know, like, I just, I feel like because I'm always doing it because I have the ability, like, I'm, if, if, if I'm helping someone, it's because I have the ability to do it, and sometimes it's to the point where it's self-sacrificing, definitely, um, <laughs> but, I don't know. I guess I don't. I don't really know how to answer that question, and so that's something I have to figure out. The like, funny thing is, though, <laughs> I see a direct parallel between like not only all the gentlemen here, but especially Jarrell. Because I swear to God, Jarrell be like, "Yo, here's this. Don't don't worry about it. You know, it's all good. Like I got it. Blah 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 blah." blah. I'm like, I feel like when it comes to ecosystems, <laughs> that I don't necessarily need anything in return from you. I just want to know, like, how do I show you gratitude and show you love? Like, how do I 
give that back to you. Like, not necessarily, like, monetarily or, like, you know, I guess exactly. it's more so... Tell me, tell me how you want to be loved, and I can do in that way. Facts. <laughs> like, I think it's That's more based I on... I think it's more based on love languages, though. Like, <laughs> love languages aren't necessarily just for, like, people in romantic relationships. It's legit in all your relationships. So you have to understand, it, it like... It is, and I think people sometimes forget that. It's just like, oh, like, the love language is, like, when you got to be in a relationship, and you don't have to be in a relationship, like, it, or you don't have to be in an intimate, I guess I should be, clarify that. It doesn't necessarily apply to only intimate relationships. It applies to whatever relationship that you have with anybody, so, yeah. That's it. So, Jarrell, I promise I've been mastering the technique of making jerk chicken. And when I feel like it's ready, you get in that plate, bro. You already know. I appreciate it. <laughs> I think the score is like 10 to 0 right now. I'm like, I'll always be like, yo, give me some jerk chicken. And he'd be like, no problem. Nigga. And I'm like, well, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. No, I'm, okay, another plate. Cool. Now, I was just say, like, I guess, like, the way um, I would just ask for, like, my brothers to support me. It's just to, like, hold me accountable to, like, you know, what I said I was going to do. So, like, for instance, earlier this year when I was, like, hitting the gym hard, like, Ron and Rich, y'all was always posting the um, stories about y'all being in the gym, tagging me, and that made me say, you know what, let me get off this game, let me get off this couch, let me go put in, you know, these miles on a bike, on a treadmill, let me go do these, like, weightlifting sets, so... When you guys were doing that, that was one way that you guys were, like, supporting me. Um, you probably didn't even know it, but that was, like, my motivation. Like, I can't let the day go by without uploading a video um, of me showing that, you know, I actually did what I was supposed to do. So, that's all I would ask. Just hold me accountable. Trust me. I got you. <laughs> but also, I'll be having to, like... There's been legit times where he like just not answering. I'm like, all right, you not gonna answer the phone, bro? Mrs. That's totally different. That's totally different. (laughs) I'm trying to do something for this dude, like pick out a birthday present or pick out a Christmas gift, and he's like, it don't matter, it don't matter. I'm like, okay, what you think? I got your ass. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but no, I think that when it comes to that love languages are strongly important and. You got to know how somebody wants to be loved and appreciated. So, um, you know, with that. Um, Can I interject real quick? Go ahead. Uh, speaking of birthdays, somebody has a birthday coming up real soon. I, I was just wondering. Starts with Richard and ends in Winfrey. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember, like, last year, Yo, Super Bowl and wife uh, rented out a movie theater. Like, I ain't never seen that before. I, maybe I'm just, I'm just too poor to, to uh, hand that, that type you gotta, of gift. You gotta do the horns. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I know with the pandemic and everything going on. I mean, you guys got anything extravagant coming up that we could be a part of, or I need to plan for? Like, y'all rent a castle or something? We don't just dance six feet apart from each other. I mean, if, if you got something like that going on, let me know. <laughs> just just want to be involved. That's all. Uh, first off, you're not going to come for me my whole life. Um, that's just how she is, man. Like, I could be the, you know, gift person instead of third, but the one thing I am blessed to say about my significant other, my wife, is that she's all about experiences. When it comes to vacations, when it comes to like this month, legit made sure people went to the Motown Museum for her birthday. And I was just like, who does that? Like, what? All right, that's cool. Um, but no, like, my birthday, I don't know what's about to happen because, you know, people are not supposed to be outside, but I can't with you. <laughs> uh, what did that one say? Wait a minute, bring that one up. What did you just say? Bring that up. Facts. I can't. Um, you can what are y'all looking at? So this mug Jax is legit like <laughs> you know he ad-libs everything when it comes to like background music, etc. 
So he's literally like drawing stickies of like different moments throughout this episode. And we promise to post all of them as much as possible. Please do, because I can't see any of them. I got you. But, um, but yeah, so again, that's just really understanding. <laughs> and yeah, you, know, you drew somebody kayaking. <laughs> we need to get a house party and play this drawing game because I feel like Jackson like get all the points though. <laughs> but to that point, um, you know, not only understanding that you know we're all valuable, we're all somebody, and you know we all deserve to be to love and to be loved. Um, I know that a lot of us are either into or have done some type of teaching and mentoring to children, things of that nature, um, whether it be nieces, nephews, godchildren. Um, you know, we got <laughs> legit Uncle Drew got the nickname Uncle Drew, not only because he's an uncle, but like, I always feel like, like Jackson's been like that cool ass uncle dude that like, you could just be around and it's like, all right, well, kicking it with Uncle Drew, we in there. But, like, how are you, at this time, like, I know you were very passionate about your um, <laughs> your little ones, if you will, your little homies. So, like, how are you supporting them through this time? Like, are you still engaging, or how's that working out? Uh, let's see. Honestly, I feel right now, it's going to sound like a disappointment. I dropped the ball because I've had a chance to, kind of like contact how my little people are because they're no longer little people. They're kind of like mm-hmm. media people because uh, my niece just graduated from high school. My nephew is 21. My other niece is like 16 and the other one's 10. So I haven't had that much interaction with them as I would like or would hope to because like, it's family because everybody's dealing with uh, this whole situation differently. I text my nephew from time to time to see how he's doing. I know, you know, young men in sports right now, hey, we out here try to play 2K to figure out who will win in these playoffs. <laughs> right. Fun, but uh, kind of getting – I haven't had a chance to just kind of, like, kick it with him because of – I'm exposed to a lot of people – and I don't want to bring that around them. And then also, just kind of time. Uh, <laughs> luckily, I'm in a transitional phase with a new job role. So maybe my my work kind of slows down a bit as far as like how much time I devote there. So I could kind of put my life at other, some more stuff that kind of matters. So hopefully in the next couple coming weeks to reach out and regain my Uncle Drew title just to see how my little people are. Because I like if I don't talk to you, I know I see y'all still alive on uh, Instagram and stuff like that. So they good, they growing, they maturing. So just gotta get kind of do the reconnect. That's about it. That's yeah. I mean. I have a a now 10-year-old nephew, and his birthday was last month. And one of the things that sucked the most was legit not being able to physically be at the party. Um, Obviously, we made sure we still – I strongly believe I just spoiled the hell out of this dude, and he don't even realize it. Um, He probably won't realize it until later because one of the things we did was actually help start a college fund for him. And so when he gets of a certain age, he'll realize what we've been doing the whole time, where he, he don't get necessarily all of the gifts he wants from me, but he still get the ones that's like, oh, dang, you remember that? Oh, dang. But it's really going to hit when he go off to college, like, oh, dang, like, for real? This, this is what you're doing? I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. Like, I need you to know you're going to be successful no matter what you do. So, um, you know, with that, I want to get more into the discussion about um, the black women in your life. Um, 
you know, right now we're at a crucial time of, you know, getting back to all Black Lives Matter scenarios, if you will. Um, we talk about individually, like the the women that are in their lives, but, you know, we talked a little bit of how we currently support them, but, you know, with everything going on, I know we need a lot of TLC, things of that nature, but how can we do more to support them as a, not only this group here, but for the culture, like, what are some things that we can do to support black women during this time? And Jarell, I'm gonna start with you because, you know, you are, <laughs> I think we text a lot about like, between the wedding ring thing to, um, you know, I, I think ultimately being like the real chef in the house, cause I swear to God, he's always cooking something. But, you know, but you, your, your significant other deals with um, more so medical related as well, um, I think field. So how can you support, how will you support your black woman more? Um, every day uh, I have a discussion with her and it's, it's like, it's always something more that I can do than what I'm currently doing, um, which, is, which is a good thing just to have that discussion to begin with. But I feel like above all things, they want us to just listen to them. You know, kind of like have this forum that we're all having as brothers right now, like have these type of spaces with them as well, where they feel like they can actually communicate things safely without being um, misheard or misunderstood. Um, I feel like that's one of the biggest things. Like I remember it was a question posed on Facebook. I don't, it comes up probably like every year where, they ask black women, like, do you feel safe around black men? And the answer is always no. So I feel like there needs to be some type of, like, mechanism that we create where we can have, like, these type of discussions with them um, and let them know that, like, our intentions are to basically water them, you know, and let them grow um, and, like, continue to just nurture them. Uh, but me personally, um, in my relationship, like... I always try to, I always try to have like a listening ear, but then at the same time, it gets tricky because <clears throat> it's like I'll listen, and then I'll try to go act on like what I heard her say, and then that lets me know like if if I act on it and I get like the green light from her, then I know like I actually like understood what she said. But if it's like, nah, like this wasn't what I wanted, <laughs> I know like okay, I misunderstood you. My fault. So it's, it's always going to be like that back and forth. It's like, I don't want to say it's like tennis, but it's always just going to have to, it's, it's always going to have to be like some type of rooted discussion where you can feel free to just communicate what you want to say. So Chris, I know I'm kind of putting you on spot for real for real because I know who in that, in that driver's seat, but like, what about for you? Fortunately, she just got out the whip, so you know. <laughs> we good. We good. Talk your shit, then say what you want to say. Hurry up. Go crazy. No, um, just uh, making sure I'm not just so consumed with myself um, and what's going on day to day with me. Um, one thing, unfortunately, during COVID, uh, my wife did get laid off, but um, she's actually enjoying being laid off, and she's like, "Well, you know." I don't know if I really want to go back. And I'm like, well, you don't have to, um, if you don't want to, um, she's definitely been working on her entrepreneur thing, entrepreneurial, uh, root. Ah, she's been getting her entrepreneur on pretty much. Um, and, and I'm, I'm really enjoying that, uh, watching, watching her process, but, um, uh, just always making sure I'm not just so consumed with myself and what's going on with me. And I'm not checking in with her to say like, Hey, how are you? Like, how are you actually feeling? Like, no, yes. like not how, how did you sleep last night? Like, are you, you know what I'm saying? How are you like, you know what I'm saying, at this like very moment? Like, no, like how are you overall? Like, what are, is there anything that you're dealing with? Um, I, I, I totally agree with you, Jarrell. Like, I haven't had an honest conversation, like, hey, like, tell me what I'm doing right right now. Like, tell me some of the things that might that might just be bothering you. Like, you know, um, clearly, you know, for the length of time we've been together, clearly we're, we're past the point where it's like, oh, like you getting on my nerves because you keep leaving the tallest seat up, but like, you know what I'm saying, there's obviously more in depth things that that come with it, you know what I'm saying, being within, uh, within a relationship so long. But it's like having that honest conversation, like, is there something that I could be doing better? And, and taking that constructive criticism and, like, actually putting it to work and not just, you know what I'm saying, being in your feelings about it, like, oh, well, 
you know, well, you say I'm not doing this, like, you could be doing this, but like, no, it's, it's not about that. Like, if you genuinely care and love that person, um, I think it's best to always be be willing to take that criticism, that, that constructive criticism, and actually be better and do better for your woman. Um, and that, I mean, I honestly, that goes for any woman. Uh, I try my best to, you know, make sure I'm checking in with, you know, saying my, my friends, uh, who are, you know, my female friends, um, just the same, always with, within that boundary, but, you know, making sure everybody's good, you know, um, it's, it's not just about you and your, yourself. Um, I think we have to be more inclusive of who we check on um, just throughout our time because we never know what people are dealing with. And I appreciate that answer because you said something that really resonates. Not just how are you doing, how was your day, but for real, how are you really feeling? How, How are you mentally doing? So if you reciprocate that question, a lot of guys I answer that question normally. I feel like it's easier for women to get that out more than men. But women need to feel protected. And Jarrell, you both and Chris both kind of made that point. We need to ultimately create those spaces where women can feel protected by black men. A lot of times they do the protecting of us, but we don't reciprocate that as we should. Um and I'm not necessarily saying in my marriage, I think I'm getting better at doing it. But, um, and, and Jarrell, you mentioned something earlier that really, and I remember that when this originally happened, is about not necessarily listening to respond, but understanding how they want you to listen. When it comes to Black Lives Matter, I think that's one of the biggest tell-all things as well. And when it comes to black women, black women lives matter. Like, not only do I want you to act doing some things, but I want you to listen with others. And a lot of people miss that point. Um, so, Jax, for, for you, I mean, you the next in the bunch to, you know, be able to walk down that aisle. And so, do you think that you have mastered the art of listening to the wife to be or like what do you think of some ways to grow with that you know that's kind of a setup right absolutely because <laughs> <laughs> you newly engaged i already know what they beat you green oh uh, you're talking about do you think that you mastered it i don't think anyone masters it because it's a continual process in relationships you're ever evolving but now, instead of just by yourself, you're evolving with another person, someone that you find like that you love enough to be like, you know what? I want to share. I want to share this life journey with you. So that process grows, kind of how y'all grow together. So right now, uh, I can give you this answer that hey, I'm better. I'm definitely better than what I used to be as far as listening and, and acting upon it. And I think that's why she's been with me for this long, because she sees that I'm continually growing and developing into somewhere that we're not just like, together, we're partners, and that we're a team. So I think I've done enough to get to this point in life with her, but it's going to sound real like an awe moment, but I think right now I'm at the point where I'm excited to see how we evolve together and just to see like, like how how much she tolerates me. <laughs> I do listen, but me just being, I like to mess with her and like act like I'm not going to listen, but I, I still be listening because it's kind of just fun that way. <laughs> but uh, I'm getting better. I'll say it's a process. I'm getting better every day. So I'm definitely better than I was, was yesterday and hopefully to be better uh, tomorrow and today. Kind of cliche-ish, but that's kind of how it is right now. Listen, them love songs just ain't love songs, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, 
you know, for me, I, like, I've been married for almost four years, and I don't get everything right. In fact, there's been times where I'm convinced my listening gets worse. But the things that I do my best effort of is when I do listen, I listen with intention. And, you know, just being intentional with anything you do, especially listening, it makes relationships different, no matter if it's your significant other, your friends, the people you call your brothers, the people you call sisters, um, your parents. You know, right now I'm in a space where I am in the, you know, as I wrap up in my 30s here, um, I'm looking at ways, how can I support my mom? Um, for anybody that knows, knows that I deal with um, a mother who went through addiction. And for me as a black man, it's like, all right, well, instead of the old stuff about like keeping my distance and my boundaries from her, how can I challenge her to be better at her, you know, you know as she gets into the midst of her 50s? And it's like, I know she loves cooking. I even, we, <laughs> random, but we legit even just got a garden planted in our backyard. And I'm like, I'm going to grow some habaneros. And that's going to be like her thing. Like, I'm going to make sure she get those habaneros. But at the same time, I'm going to challenge her. Like, what can you make with them? You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times it's not only listening and understanding their needs, but it's also pushing to make them even better than they were yesterday. Um, another person I know that has a deep love, you know, for their mom, and I love this person like a mom too. Like, I often be telling Jerome, like, I'm a, you know, <laughs> you ain't you, you ain't got your mom to yourself. Like, she's my mom too. And if you keep playing, whatever, then I'm gonna be at all the cookouts, and you're gonna be on the porch. You know what I'm saying? But with all joking aside, I know that you all have a very very strong bond. Um, so. If you don't mind sharing, bro, like, how is that relationship for you right now being with everything so isolated and people need to stay in their house and things of that nature? Uh, one, I want to say, my mom did, well, my mom always asked about you, so. See? Uh, even if I, even if I haven't spoke with you in a while, she does ask about you all the time. Uh. So she's, she's like, you know, where's Richard? You know, is him and that nice girl still married and, and doing really good? And I'm like, yeah, they're doing great. Richard's like, uh, you know, a few steps away from running the department. And, you know, him and Elaine are doing great. So uh, what is, I don't know. We'll see how that, that goes. You know, the is weird it? thing about the industry I'm in is that it's so hard to advance unless you have all your certifications together. And so, right now, I literally was just telling somebody, huh? Are you about to give me an excuse? Not at all. I know not okay. to give you that, because you would be like, shut your ass up. All right, so I, I oh. saved you a few steps. I saved you a few steps away. <laughs> exactly. But I'm always looking at ways to, like, navigate my career. If it's not just the engineering route, then it's like, all right, what else can I do? How can I also make that next jump? But, but back to you, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to, like, you know, either getting support from or supporting your mom. Like, you know, how has that been? Uh, no, my mom has always been a, a huge supporter. Uh, I mean, more than just being her son, my mom is, uh, she's a loving, kind person to, you know, any and everybody. Uh, I have feel like, you know, with the pandemic, it's been a little harder because I'm in a plant every day working with people and um, I don't want to go visit her and my grandmother and potentially get them sick. Um, I do find even before the pandemic, I was kind of falling off. There's things that I, I realized that I hadn't done in a while that I used to do more frequently. Like we would go see movies in the morning, uh, like Saturdays when I had more free time. Uh, I think the last movie we went to go see was like The Bank or The Banker. It was like with uh, Samuel Jackson and uh, Mark, Anthony, or no, Anthony Mackie, uh, Papa Dot from, <laughs> from Eight Mile, or uh, what is his Avenger name? Falcon. Uh, it'll Falcon. hit me later. Thank you. I appreciate it. Wait, what'd you Jer say? Jer Falcon. Jarrell said it first, though. Thank you. I appreciate it. But we went to go see that, and uh, she enjoyed it. We had a good time. Mother's Day, 
we couldn't do much. Um, uh, my grandmother, her and I, we we just had Mexican food and watched uh, Just Mercy live streamed it. Or we streamed it, and uh, that was it was really good. And I, I just realized more and more that um, sometimes it's not really the bigger things, just the small things we do together uh, that makes the biggest difference. And I for, I forget that because there's times where in the past I would um, just send her flowers or stuff like that or a random note because um, she's always been my number one supporter and uh, it's always nice to do things like that for her. Also, uh, I'm not really great with picking up on emotions and stuff like that you guys are um, you guys are talking about growing together with, with people and I'm like, man, that's if I can just find somebody to bring back to the cave for that type of thing, you know, as Richard calls me a caveman, I, I'd be okay. But if you can see in my screen, it's uh, 1860, June 10th. You see that? Oh, yeah. That's a beautiful That's thing. That's from uh, Brian Barnett's uh, wife. She's been making these shirts. I tagged a few of you guys. So if you can, go buy a shirt. She'll deliver it, um, ship it, or you can pick it up, whatever. Um, that I know I can do very well is support businesses, uh, black businesses, and one is owned by a black woman. So if you guys get on his Facebook, um, you'll find her and buy a shirt. She has all sizes. Yes, definitely proponent of supporting black businesses. Uh, I swear to God, we better get all these sticky notes when this thing is done, bro. Um, but no, like, I've seen a lot of entrepreneurial spirit amongst the culture lately. Um, between you know, either people that, I'll go back even as far. A lot of issues that we have, and I was just talking to my cousin about this earlier, is that as a culture, we don't strongly believe in supporting one another unless we get a discount or getting something out of it. It gets on my damn nerves. But y'all so quick to be one to go to the Gucci store or go whatever, you know, get the latest or whatever, just to show what you got, blah, blah, blah. Especially during these times, you know, we're in Target being trash and all this other stuff and waiting to put out statements even. We're waiting on statements from these companies that knew we didn't give a damn about us. We got a lot of talent within the culture, like people that make clothing. My cousin sells like face masks, things of that nature. is doing some screen print stuff as well. Um, another cousin of mine is doing more so like um, body butters, lotions, um, like handmade, as well as like soap even. And I'm just like, support that. I want some of that. And it smells amazing, actually. So hit up the home. I room. like soap. Oh. <laughs> I hope so. Um, shout out to the homie, Celine Christine, on Instagram. Um, we'll definitely tag her in the notes. Um, but... And Jarrell, you, you brought this up earlier, bro. Um, especially during the age of, you know, finally getting people to hear and see what's going on in real life. We can protest, but we can do other things. Um, we can protest, we can support black businesses, we can donate to the people that are going to the front lines of protesting. Um, you know, so I guess I want to go around like, I know for me, I'm not a protester. I won't necessarily be out there because in the age of a pandemic, I think a little bit more like, all right, well, even though it's serious stuff going on, I've been around somebody that has had some interaction with people that's had this virus. So like, what is your way to support the culture during, you know, all of the mass protests and things of that nature going on? And whoever wants to start that conversation can. I can shoot my shot. Okay. <laughs> um, so that was a conversation me and the wife had, um, like, probably maybe two weeks ago. Um, like, what can we do? Um, obviously, within the pandemic, just not being comfortable with, you know what I'm saying, actually being in, in, in huge crowds. Um, but not, you know, at a point where we're like, you know, it feels really helpless to not be doing anything, you know, um, so we figured, you know, we 
we've been obviously, you know, with the pandemic and being home so much and not, you know, doing all the, the things that we do normally, we've been saving like a ton of money. Um, and at a point it's like, okay, well, why don't we put our, you know, put our money where our mouth is, you know what I'm saying? So what we've been doing is like donating to these bell funds uh, within the city um, as well as in other places. Uh, just making sure like, you know what I'm saying? Making our dollars in a different place uh, to help those protesters who may be getting who may, who may get arrested or whatever, you know, um, or people who just need legal services. Um, no, I no, no, we're not comfortable being on the front lines, but at the, at, at the very least, I think trying to support those people who are on the front lines the best way we can. Um, I think that was, that was our way of doing so. That's it. Who's next? The, the boy. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, don't be so child of a sudden now. I mean, you know, how can you legit support the movement of, like, you know, Black Lives Matter or anybody that's out there right now? I think one way um, that has been, I guess I could say helpful from like my perspective is that, like, I work within, like, a younger group. So, a lot of the people within the group, they're like right out of college, like 24 through 30 or whatnot. So the people who aren't black in our work group, um, our company has been encouraging like those discussions um, with, you know, people of, of the culture as people, you know, that are not, you know, of the culture to just drive like that understanding. So I feel like one way, um, if you're not protesting, um, if you're not actively out there, you know, in the streets marching, for change and for progress we can just continue to have those discussions and educate others who want to be educated um that may have questions or may you know not be able to see things from their perspective just because they don't live in our skin every day um i think that's one way that might be helpful but like i said it has to be like those people who have a listening ear the other people who, who keep saying all lives matter you know kind of like gave up on them they just let out racist so trash Period. Ryan, what about you? How can you support the cause right now? Um, well, I've just been sharing, like, you know, obviously, like, stuff on Facebook, um, having some outside conversations or whatever with um, other people. Um, normal, like, I... I, I'm, I'm a huge protester, so I enjoy protesting when when it's appropriate, obviously. <laughs> um, you know, I, I enjoy standing up for, like, what's right. And so, obviously, we did a lot of what well, I did. I was a part of a lot of that when I was at MSU, when we had, like, those string of, like, racial um, incidents and things of that nature. And... Um, and then I was in East Lansing already when we had like that huge Rick Snyder issue and we were like running through the Capitol building and you know, everything like it was, you know, like, I, you know, for me, like, so my grandma told me that she was not concerned that I would necessarily go to jail because like I got a DUI or because, you know, or I was like selling weed in school or whatever. She was like, my concern is that you will be standing on top of a police car. Um, and somebody will tackle you to the ground and, and, and arrest you. So that was her concern. <laughs> I mean, obviously, she said she would bail me out because obviously it wouldn't be because like I was doing something stupid. But See, that's the part I was waiting on to make sure that she was good. Because <laughs> if I've seen the video, you hop on top of a car first off, I'm getting some popcorn. But then too, at the same time, it's like, bro, like, oh no, like that's I, a real thing. I mean, and so obviously with, you know, the pandemic or whatever, like I'm, I've, I have wanted to like go out there and to like be with, you know, be with everyone and, you know, protest and whatnot. Um, but, you know, like I, the, the other part of it is that I still have to go to work. Right. And not saying like, I can't do both, but in a, in an instance of like, I can't be that close to that many people and I still have to come home and I still have to go to work. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, like a lot of my coworkers are older, like they're baby boomers. 
And so like, I couldn't imagine, you know, being out there in the streets and then I go home, I go to work and then I get my coworkers sick. Essentially for me already, like I'm in, I'm in that, that classification of people with a compromised immune system. So I'm just like, I, you know, I, I mean, granted, like I, I do what I need to do at home to make sure that I'm protected. So like I have like all the stuff that my doctor gave me that I take on a daily basis and, you know, whatever. And I'm, I always wash my hands to begin with. Don't know why that's a big thing. All of a sudden people should know how to wash their hands. But however, um, you know, it's, I, 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 I would like to be out there, but given the circumstances, it's just not feasible at this point. So I just have those conversations that I can have, you know, that won't um, be a burden, obviously. Um, and then, you know, I share, share things on Facebook whenever um, something comes up, uh, making sure that obviously it's relevant. And that's another thing, you know, making sure that we're not sharing our, because I know like people are like, okay, I, you know, I'm sharing articles and things like that. But, you know, also making sure that the articles are like relevant to like the, the specific situation and making sure that obviously that they're not like 10 years old. Or at least if they're 10 years old, does it have relevance to this particular situation that we're talking about? So. I can appreciate all that, man. Like, you know, and you bring a very valid point, and I hate when people do this, it annoys the hell out of me, is they'll share something like, Governor Whitmer signed the, um, she, she acknowledges that Juneteenth to be a, a recognized holiday. I was like, didn't they do that like last right. year or exactly. something? Like you signed that a uh, document a whole year prior to prior to this year. <laughs> like what what are y'all doing? Like I'm so confused. But yes, please like fact check. Um don't just be like, oh share. Like check the dates, check the source, check the source check the source. Like, that's a very important thing. That was not a skip or a glitch. Check the source, period. Yeah, because, um, like, because, you, know, you know, some of the dates, some of the dates are old, but, you know, like, obviously, the article or the content can still be relevant. Yes. So that's okay to share, um, but, you know, like you said, like, you don't want to just get in the habit of just sharing stuff because it's out there or sharing stuff like, oh, well, the date is good, but it's just, like, you sharing something from the onion. Like, and we all know that the onion is like a, 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 a what do you, what do you, what do you call it a um, a, a satire, <laughs> right? A satire news website where they just you know make shit up as they go along and stretch the stretch the truth completely. Bruh. You'll be reading about Black Lives Matter and they tell them, and then they'll mention like a paragraph down that protesters were attacked by killer hornets. Like they just be they just stretch it out, <laughs> just stretch it out. Listen. <laughs> We already had the phone pandemic a couple of days ago and everybody's services were down. But people was like, oh, this is fake. It's like, it's the reason you can't share it, stupid, because it ain't working. Um, I, I just want to throw out there for all the people who had Sprint and our service usually sucks, we were finally okay for once. <laughs> exactly. For real, for real. <laughs> Big ups. So as we wrap up, I mean, you know, this this is for me has been dope. I, I I legit miss every single one of you fellas. Um, you know, Juneteenth and Fourth of July is gonna definitely hit different years to come. Um, because we gonna remember this. But it's time for change. I strongly believe that every experience brings out something that we can do to shift the culture forward. In fact, um, I think it was one of my favorite verses on one of J. Cole's songs, I think it was High for Hours, where he talked about how change is very, very slow. And sometimes our responsibility is to, based on this conversation with President Obama, the last president we actually had, um, one of the things that came up was about what can we do to shift the culture forward? Um, so, especially during these times, we talked about supporting black businesses talked about um, protesting if we can. Um, if there is one thing you want to change about your own world right now, um, what would that thing be? 
and why. And I think the, um, you know, is a, a bunch of things just run through my mind as I think about it. But Jarrell, let's start with you. Like, you know, what is one thing you would think you would change and why? I mean, like, like actual, like realistic change? Or are you talking about like, it could be anything? I'll let you answer how you please. One thing that I wish I could like change currently in the world. Um, I guess like the discussion that's happening right now around like, like black people um, uniting and like taking ownership of their, like their own entities. Cause I know like right now, um, the talk is that Kyrie Irving says something along the lines that like black players just need to go form their own basketball league. And I, I read the, the autobiography of Michael Mix back in like 2011. And that was something that he touched on as far as like integration. Like his, his, his whole like rhetoric about integration was that it basically handicapped black people. Um, because you basically gave away like all of your rights stuff not rights to own anything, but you basically like allow racism to like hide in plain sight in a sense. So I guess like that would be like the one, the one thing I wish I could change is like, like the way Kyrie Irving is talking now, like, like black people had like their own land, had like their own um, ownership of their basketball leagues. If we own like our own entertainment companies, if we own like our own music companies, we'll be able to control the messages. We'll be able to control our own dollars. Um, and then there are also there was also this one this one article I read I think maybe like two weeks ago where it's like this this number one prospect for like the class of like twenty twenty five he made a tweet about um he may take like some because uh, he's in high school right now and he's like the number one prospect in the nation I think that's like a sophomore or something and he was saying that he didn't mind taking um, trips to um, historically black college campuses and taking his talent there to play basketball. And just like that whole the whole discussion around that was just like him sacrificing, you know, going to a Duke or going to whatever, you know, um, public white institute um, that has the ESPN contracts and has like all of those dollars and that like prestige or whatnot. Him sacrificing that just to you know go to what is ours and potentially change the scope of the dollars going to those black colleges that are underfunded or need money at this point, you know, those are the things that I wish would happen right now. Um, And the talking about it is great, but I just like to see it, you know, actually happen. That's what I want to see. So what about you all? Like, what do you, if there's one thing you can change in this world and, think us owning our own networks if you will definitely it's a huge one but what are some other things if you could what would you change what would you keep the same I mean there's a lot of great changes that's happened that we like all right get behind that or like what would you completely like just change and why so still on me well it's for anybody that wants to answer I mean you know (laughs) (laughs) Jarrell said, let me get my list. I got some things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I got to step in real quick. Uh, let's see. Honestly, I would like us to control our own heritage. I feel like for so long, and I feel like we're at this turning point now, uh, but for so long, we let others speak for us. We let others control our story. We let others tell our story and I feel like now we're starting they were doing it back with uh, civil rights uh, before that uh, pan-Africanism controlling the the narrative there but we never kept our same energy towards it I hope I would like to see us control our narrative to tell our own stories um, to view ourselves in our own light versus what society or non like non-people of color view us as like uh saying like going back to like the 70s black is beautiful uh going to like yo we're talented our opinions matter our minds matter 
our humanity matter. And uh, I feel like, like, I feel like uh, we should, I would like to just see us kind of control, take back that narrative and to be the authors of our own stories as a community. Like going along with the, what Eastside Rail said, the whole, there used to be back in the day when before black athletes were able to go to D1, they used to be at your Gramblings, they used to be at your Southerns, your Howards, and they still made it to the league because talent is going to grow. Talent, they're going to recruit wherever, they're going to find the talent wherever it's at. It's at. Even, even if it's at your Dukes, your Michigans, or if it's at Grambling, Hampton, Morehouse, uh, what have you, if the talent's there, they're going to find you. So for us, I would just love to see us kind of control our narratives and set our own standards and keeping our same energy for it. Uh, that's one thing like, I would like to see us continue. And especially, like, just continue to be creative. It's, we're kind of under this whole scope now with so much content that's coming out from Black artists, Black content creators, that I would just want to see that same energy just keep going and going so that uh, maybe, well, not maybe, but, like, now we'll start to see ourselves in new lights and be proud of who we are into kind of rise stuff like that that's my little two cents most definitely most definitely um is is there one more <laughs> is there one more from the congregation because i think there's so much we can we can change as a culture um Jerome, what about you uh one uh question for you are you uh using this time to wrap up everything oh yeah okay well i'll ask you offline then uh, other things uh, I would like for us to see a huge change in how uh, our process is done for electing officials from local um, state uh, national level I think we have um, I think we have Congress uh, members of Congress that are sitting for too long. I, I, don't, I don't think that people should be paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to do that job. I don't think that they should continue to be, to be paid after that job is been vacated and someone else takes their seat. Uh, I think that uh, is a, another form of oppression in itself. You, you have people who, who don't really have the people's best interests in hand. Uh, whether they're black or white or anything else, uh, and they're they're sitting in these seats for so long, and nothing happens. And I think if we were to make some changes on how our officials are elected and what their responsibilities and uh, there are as they're in those positions, I think it would change a lot of things um, for everybody and prevent the narrative of you know, just do what I can do for myself while I'm in in office and, and get rich. Um, and if that's not how everyone is, it does feel like that from time to time. That's my two cents. I mean, I don't see what else needs to be changed after that. A lot of the things that we can change as a culture revolves around the vote. And at the end of the day, we are a grand product of who we allow or who we ask to represent us. But most of the time, we don't get out and participate in these processes because we think our voices are being heard. Um, so yes, John, I definitely agree. Like, you know, a lot of people that are elected to do these jobs, um, and we see it all the time. We've seen it with past leadership in the city and things of that nature. Like, they'll look out for their own, but don't look out for the best interests of everybody else. And that's a narrative that we as a culture definitely can change. Um, so I strongly encourage, first and foremost, go thought the census. The census day, whatever, has passed. I get it. But we still can get that thing filled out. That's a lot of money and revenue that happens to benefit the local areas. Um, schools, 
um, overall education systems, um, even to the degree they start to point the finger about what infrastructure, things that nature can actually change based on that. So make sure you're actually doing your part, filling out the census. And then two, get registered to vote. Um, that's one of the ways that you can support the movements these days. It's actively participate and share information about the current things going on in society when it comes to um, these primaries that's coming up for the folks in Michigan. Make sure y'all participate in that. Understand what you're voting for and getting ready to vote for in November. And whatever y'all do, please get out there and vote in November because I'm be completely frank. I can't do another four years of Warren Shido in the White in a big Oval Office. It's draining. It's challenging. I can't do it. It's <laughs> I thought about moving to Canada legit. Like if he gets elected again, I might just take my talents to Ontario. Like for real. Um, but with that being said, um, Jarrell, you know, you know, I am thankful and glad that we were able to um, first and foremost have this discussion um, when I was thinking about and reached out about, you know, the whole next steps together movement, if you will. Um, the first thing you legit said is that oh, I know the perfect people to have this discussion with. And I agree. I think that. Um, it was just like, we, we need to have that space. We actually had this panel. Our goal was to have this panel in June. And we did it in the same time frame. So you know what I'm saying? I'm really excited that we were able to come together as brothers and to help support one another and move this thing forward. So so from you, I mean, what, what do you want to say before we get up out of this thing? I just want to thank everybody for, you know, sharing. Uh, this is something that I feel is... um needs to happen more often. It's not something that I felt like happened in like the generations before ours. So I feel like we're setting like a new um, course or setting a new path. Um, and just, let's just continue it, you know? It doesn't have to be as formal as this, but I mean, um, when we do, you know, when they do open up outside and we are willing to go out after everything is back to normal, hopefully, um, at the cookouts in the future, at the house parties in the future, game nights, you know, Let's have this five or ten minutes to the side and do the check-in. That's all I would say. And I'm gonna speak this into existence. We gonna have one of them things at this house we about to get. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, we have legit put in offers this week, and the one dude was being a complete asshole. And I'm like, you know what? I want your little funky ass house. No way. What guy have this for us? Legit is for us. So I'm not even gonna worry about it. So I know that. In the grand scheme of things, that one of the next cookouts will definitely be at the Winfrey's house. So I'm just going to spit that out there and let that mm -hmm. come back as it may. So mm -hmm. talk that talk, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Um, again, the echo of some the other sentiments was I legit love each and every one of you guys. Um, you know, you're all a part of the culture, but definitely a part of my life. And um, you've legit seen some of my friendships I had in the past that just kind of whatever but i also believe that there are times where at different points of our lives we meet these certain people and mm -hmm. they stay along for the ride they're supposed to be on so um for whatever this takes us in the future i'm just thankful for y'all right now and um yeah we definitely gonna do this again and there will be more things to actually eat and chew as we do that so um with that um Again, I want to thank you all for being a part of this episode of this wonderful podcast. We hope to curate um, episode 50. Seems like we've been doing this like just since yesterday, but it's legit been over two years and I know we got ways to grow. So um, for all you people at home listening, checking us out, um, episodes <laughs> one or two of this series um, will be available for all your social media streaming. So SoundCloud, um, Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, and even Google Podcasts, available on all those platforms. And make sure you check out the Mental Matters Podcast on Instagram at Mental Matters Podcast and at our website at www.mentalmatterspot.com. So, with that being said, anything before we cut the lights off, fellas? Take us home, Rich. Take us home. 
All right. Well, with that being said, again, we love you guys. Make sure you are drinking your water because, you know, <laughs> a lot of people don't do that. And people be out here drinking pop and jacks. Uh, that that ain't water, bro. But I'm going to challenge you when I have to drink some actual water, brother. <laughs> but, you know, drink your water. Make sure you stay moisturized. And I'll also say to find your peace of mind during this pandemic because we will come out of this thing stronger. And we have, have a lot of people to represent when it's all done and tell the stories for. So with that, love you all. Stay up and, you know, stay moisturized. Love you guys. Stay up.